Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Are you hungry for adventure? Do you crave hilarious and perilous tabletop campaigns? Don't bother rolling perception, pal. We've got you covered. Behold, Dungeons and Doritos. Nerdy Show's epic tabletop audio drama. A cinematic serial of mayhem-filled, morally questionable quests at DungeonsAndDoritos.com. The following program, Flame On, is presented by the Nerdy Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop. Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. And with generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Drag is the new spandex. Hey everyone, it's Oral. I'm here with Pat. What's up? And you're here for another recap of All Stars Season 3 of Drag Race. They call it Drag Race this season because we're literally being dragged to the finish line. We we are the Roxy Andrews of All Stars 3. (laughs) We are. Not Chi Chi. We are. Someone please isolate that shade. (laughs) <laughs> that shade sound effect they use because i need it i need it so badly so um, i don't want to do this <laughs> i just i'm not i'm not interested i know it's gotten uh, yeah it's gotten a bit uh tedious so but we love drag race mm-hmm. so we are here we are here and we, and love we are you, sticking this listeners. out we love you wait a minute Brian left all that vodka. Maybe I can get through this. <laughs> Let's be real. I'm just going to drink the whiskey. I'm actually, I'm literally going to switch to whiskey. Nice. But um, before we start, shall we break bread and remember the saint who sacrificed herself on the pyre? <laughs> you know, she only needs like one more miracle to be beatified. <laughs> You're right. You're absolutely right. I mean, turning every challenge into like a lip sync for a legacy, saving Morgan, resurrecting Morgan McMichaels from the grave. Now, really, all she needs to do, her image needs to show up on some toast <laughs> or like a makeup removal cloth. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, my God. I like that. Bendela, use that as tea towels. Use it as tea <laughs> towels. Girl, I'm helping you out. You don't even have to cut me a check. I will be just happy enough to know that I came up with the greatest idea. That's brilliant. I love it. Uh, I love it. So, Ben sends herself home to the shock of RuPaul and all of the judges because she was pretty much the front runner the forerunner she was her own john the baptist i'm gonna keep this <laughs> religious iconography going i like it so i'm sorry about the pop it wasn't <laughs> i'm just bored i'm bored with drag race so she leaves this like 
really empowering no i think it's like the 10 commandments or something <laughs> i'm pretty sure the you just split the mirror and see when you just carry it around with you at that uh, point and uh you know they all talk about how, oh my gosh i can't believe she left i really wish she would have stayed oh that means one of us are actually could be guaranteed the win now <laughs> one of us other people here might actually win this show so you think that they would be a little hungrier that this challenge would be a little more entertaining, but uh, we digress. Some of them did take that opportunity. They did. Okay, two of them took that opportunity and ran with it. For my best squirrel friends, wedding, bridesmaid, drags, maids, bri- oh yeah, I don't know. Whoever the fuck came up with that title needs to be fired. I do like Aaron Frokovich. I think that was a that was a funny pun. Sharon Frokovich, Octavia. Because every time that came on, I just wanted to go, Activia. Mm-hmm. And that was about it. Because there are other ones, Lala and the Queen and Beige Swan. Those, y- y'all just didn't have <laughs> anything. Nope. And that's, I think that's the thing is that I, I, I love Black Swan. That's a really fucked up movie. But I like Perfect Blue, which is a really fucked up movie. And it's the same thing. <laughs> but having strong images for or, or archetypes for the queens to portray would have been better. You know, you know, it's the difference between the acting challenge for like the golden age Hollywood one they did. Um, whatever happened to baby JJ? Like that was funny because it showcased um what's her name? Sometimes she, you have to put like a a bit in her mouth to make her go a certain way. Oh, um, you know, also wins like she's she's gonna be like the main event in the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> Alyssa <laughs> Edwards, there we go. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> but she's great. But she she was fantastic in that challenge. Yeah. I think that was great. No, that movie challenge in All Stars too, which we were at roughly about the same point. They were, they had six at that point, but those movie adaptations, sequels, whatever they were calling them, worked well. And you had a scene partner, and it was very focused. Yeah, this was like whatever we could get out of the bargain bin, and we slapped it all together. And none of it made sense. It was more Netflix and less Oscars, but not 2017 Oscars because people got robbed and it was boring as fuck. And Chalamet should have won. He should have. He should have won. Chalamet should have won for Call Me By Your Name, which literally I think my soul is still has has been like it's been sitting in purgatory this entire time as I contemplate the nature of young love. (laughs) <laughs> and what happens when it inevitably turns on you and then it rots in your core for all time. So back to Drag Race. <laughs> I was having a moment of silence for your young love mm. destroyed. Um, well, you know what? Let's let's bring back Morgan McMichaels, who looks like fishier version of Lestat. And... <laughs> And not to say that I wouldn't, the part of me that wants to live the rock and roll lifestyle and do lots of drugs would totally want to date Morgan McMichaels. I mean, she probably cut me on her cheekbones every time I tried to go in for a kiss. But, you know, sometimes love hurts. Love should never hurt. (laughs) And if you or a loved one is being harmed day after day, from someone who has gone above and beyond plastic surgery limitations and requirements. Please call a helpline. I'm not going to say which one. We all know the one. <laughs> but Morgan is back. Mm-hmm. And then she wins the opportunity she to is give herself. gifted. I'm sorry. As yes. a welcome back gift. She didn't win nothing. Well, She still hasn't back. won nothing. <laughs> She's your dreams were your ticket out. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> Though the names have all changed since you hung around. But those dreams... I'm sorry. Who'd have thought they lead you? 
Who'd have thought they li- back where we- back there where they need you? There we go. It's been a minute since I've watched old Nikki and Knight. Oh, I miss when Nick and Knight was like shows from the seventies or sixties. Mm-hmm. Now it's like the George Lopez show and How yep. I Met Your Mother, and I'm like, that's too soon. That's, that's too, too recent. Girl, just bring me back my I Love Lucy's. Oh, my three sons. Oh, you know what? The furthest will go. We'll let you do Night Court. I wasn't a fan. Oh, I loved Night Court. I wasn't a fan. But if you, if Nikki at Night could give me like married with children all day, every day, <laughs> I would. I could see that. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Like that's, I think that Golden Girls, mm, I'll pass on Empty Nest. They can try a season or two. Oh. It's not that it wasn't good. Is that Empty Nest doesn't hold up. It's why you always oh, see sure. the Golden Girls because it's still very apt. And Empty Nest was just, look at this crazy neighbor comedy. Instead of having the focus on these like four women living in Miami is nice. Miami is nice. Miami is nice. So I'll say it thrice. (laughs) Nothing seems organic. Because in the earlier seasons, and even in like recent past seasons, when queens kind of blow up at each other, like you you feel like, yes, they got pushed to do it. But, you know, you you still, you, you feel that sort of tension. And you know what it is? They got rid of milk. They got no, rid of milk you and know nobody what it is? had somebody to kick. I'll tell you what it is. I'll tell you why it feels different in All-Stars versus like a regular season. In a regular season, these queens don't necessarily know each other or may not have worked together as much. So they are relative strangers. Uh, that's true. So if something happens, if you don't know somebody that well and they do something that irks you, you may hold it in. You may hold it in. And then you may blow up at them. And then you have what feels like more organic drama because these queens aren't really friends. Some maybe, but they don't have that same dynamic. Yeah. On an all-star season, these queens have known each other. They have worked together. They have been through this process, some of them together on the same season. True. So when you, aside from like the Milk Kennedy drama of like, well, we've worked together. I can't believe she didn't come and talk to me first, which seemed natural. Mm-hmm. The rest of it, like, if you have a problem, these girls know each other. These girls talk to each other. More than likely, you are going to have queens go and have a conversation with each other and be able to work out an issue. Yeah. But you either have somebody like a Shangela who knows how to work it for a camera to make sure them red lights are pointed at her or the producers going, oh, well, Milk looks rather upset for being safe. Why don't you ask her what she's feeling? And then it really just feels like very forced produced drama. True. Kind of like the drama at the beginning of the episode where they're all sitting down after... They talk about Ben's eliminating herself, and BB won't show the lipstick, and it's just kind of weird because it's like they've done all this. They, you know, every single week, no matter how tough it's been, even when the other queen that was still that didn't win the lip sync had the lipstick of the person that was still there, and it felt awkward. But it was like okay, you um, know, whatever. And then BB's like, "Oh, I'm not going to, out of respect for Dela and for the rest of the queens." I'm not going to show who I would bring back and who I would have eliminated. And it's like, I mean, whether or not BB's the mole, whether or not any of that, you kind of almost feel like she was coached into like, oh, okay, don't do this. Or don't, don't, you know, kind of buck this trend where everybody else is kind of like, um, you made us do it. Yeah. You'd be one of the first people sitting down there going, so who did you pick? Mm-hmm. So it just it feels very it feels very forced. Well, she, it does. She's the mole. <laughs> she's the mole. Can I tell you? I still want that TV show to come back. Now. I was just about to say it. Let I, <laughs> as a as a child who was obsessed with where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? Yes. And then the cartoon, where in time 
Oh. It's Carmen San Diego, Carmen San Diego, where on earth can she be? Then it was where in time can she be? Or when in time can she be? When in time can she be? Deke. <laughs> I don't know if it was Deke. It was probably Deke. Probably. I think Deke had a hand in like all of those... Uh children's cartoon shows at that point in time theme songs yes the best now let's talk about the worst so morgan's dishing out these shitty ass roles and she gives herself the worst one beige swan and then we move to girl how you gonna do it oh i wanted this i guess i'll just stick with this oh trixie which roles do you like i like this one and this one here you go here's something that you didn't want (laughs) And then Trixie <laughs> killed it in the challenge. I know. It was a blessing in disguise for her because as Sharon Frokovich, she was insane. Yes. And I've seen women like that last night <laughs> at a bar that I was at who came up to me and my friend. I wasn't the only black person there when I got there. But when she came up to me, the only other person across uh, was uh, who was a man of color was a Dominican, which makes sense because there was like a Dominican bar like right behind us. <laughs> he was very handsome. Anyway, I digress. Morgan McMichael's in the challenge. Oh, <laughs> the reason why we haven't talked about the runway because apparently it's not fucking important and I don't even know what the theme was. Well, we haven't gotten there red. yet. No. We, we haven't. <laughs> we still have, we have to talk about the five minutes they took to show us this acting challenge. Oh, my God. So the roles are assigned. Like you had said, Morgan chose Beige Swan for herself, gave Kennedy Lala, Octavia went to Shangela, BB got the queen, even though she didn't understand why she got the part of somebody who was stuffy and full of herself, although it reminded me of Kennedy's non-ability to see her own resting bitch face so i mean it all fit you know it reminded me of that episode of the proud family where penny becomes penny and it's about me (laughs) it's all about me it's all about me it's all about me it's all about me which was a mashup of like tony braxton and beyonce (laughs) (laughs) and Trixie is Sharon Frokovich. So they spent like five minutes on showing us this acting challenge because apparently we got to see it all after the non-existent runway. Uh-huh. And it was fine. As you knew, Shangela was going to kill it. She acts. She's been on television. She's done all of that. Trixie was hilarious and did not have an issue with a, a coach. It was amazing. Oh. It was like the best thing I could have ever asked for. Kennedy... Was Kennedy? Kennedy. It was... wasn't horrible. It was just weird. BB was BB, but even softer. Like it yes. was even like more toned down BB than BB normally is. And then Morgan was quack, quack, quack. Quack attack is back, Jack. She, uh, you know what? The thing is, I, I can tell you where. Each of the queens went wrong. They signed up for All Stars 3? Mm. BB needed to be more. Because if she can play Diana Ross, who is literally the boss, she can be the queen. But she wasn't. When it comes to Kennedy, Kennedy should have gone old school Hollywood. Da 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 da. Because it's, it just. She should have turned into Coco Montrese. Yes. <laughs> and then poor Morgan. I I know I'm pretending like I didn't like her. It's not that I don't like her. It's just she I I think I've seen her perform. I think I've seen her perform at the defunct Mr. Sisters. <laughs> I think I did. Don't quote it was a long time ago and thousands of drinks ago. Tens of thousands of drinks ago. I was gonna say thousands would have just put you into last week. Yeah. And so, I know that she can kill it. I've seen videos where she kills it. Absolutely. But I don't, I don't know if she can do things on the fly. I think that she's, she's biting, 
which I enjoy. I think that she gives fierce looks, which I, I'll never ding her for. Especially on the runway, she was my favorite. Yeah. Oh, no, it was a gorgeous look. Because um, she did look like Joan Crawford. And I, I, I dug it. I dug it. Absolutely ate it up with a spoon. But that character was, she just cracked at you. She just, she fucking cracked at you. And, you know, I don't mean to detract from Trixie or Shangela because, you know, those two bitches know how to put on a performance. But when the other three are so ho-hum, it just, it irks you because each and every one of them you've seen just go above and beyond and to falter like that it's like you don't even like oh my gosh we're in like the top like five like we we need to get there then act like you're in the fucking top five be cutthroat and you know it's uh Eureka O'Hara made a good point on the like uh pit stop thing that they did with Alaska like you have to go big you have to go big if you don't go big you go home and even if everything about your runway even if your challenge isn't bad if you are middle of the road that road takes you back to bumfuck east middle of nowhere where you're from not to say that those queens are from nowhere not to say that if you're in the middle of nowhere that you don't deserve to be acknowledged Small Town Gay Bar is one of the best documentaries because it shines a light, shine a light, shine a light. Philadelphia freedom. I can bitch, I can bitch, oh, the bitch is back. Stone cold sober, as a matter of fact. Lies. Lies. All lies. You know what's not a lie? If my friend has already eaten dinner, I'm going to Popeye. <laughs> <laughs> No, you're absolutely right, and the it didn't help that really the writing, this entire thing was just horrible. Mm-hmm. Probably, if Shangela's record dress, her disco dress, was the worst dress that has come across the stage on RuPaul's Drag Race, this challenge is the worst challenge I think I've ever seen on Drag Race. And that's saying something after whatever the Shakespeare... challenge was where pearl walked into a fake shrub like this was bad this was really really bad really bad you know what was really great nancy pelosi yes i wish they would have done more with that but you know she nancy pelosi a busy woman literally fighting back the tire she is at helms deep everyone and the bomb has already gone off and, like, the siege has now become a complete breach. And you're just fighting tooth and nail to midterms where maybe Gandalf the White will save you. I absolutely agree. But I'm not saying that she had to stay for the whole episode. I'm just saying they could have done a little bit more. They could have done played off the, the Sharon Frokovich. Mm. They could have done something that was a bit more political minded and i think the reason why they didn't is because they've already kind of done that but i mean where you're uh, you recycle your challenges every season and we all come back you th- we would riot in the streets if the library never opened <laughs> and snatch game got canceled exactly riot in the streets absolutely oh side note a listener after all these years has finally started watching Drag Race with her gorgeous husband, who's a dream and a delight. I shall not use names, because last time I did that, they were thinly veiled. (laughs) Schmaler Schmoss. (laughs) I remember that. (laughs) But they just, they have burned through. They started at season six and have burned through. They just finished season eight in like a week and a half. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, once again, Bob the Drag Queen. Can she turn it? She did. <laughs> I did appreciate the fact that the 
in between deliberation skit wasn't so much a skit and and it was funny they did like cute little things with it but it really was talking about calling your representatives how to find out how to get in touch with who your representatives are exactly i mean we are such a connected society and if you're watching it's 99 percent chance that you have access to internet of some sort Mm -hmm. go to the website plug in your your zip code and you can find all the information about who represents you and how to contact them you know the person i want to represent me i don't live in his district but i am so tempted to move who do you want representing you carlos guillermo smith oh i know him he's ooh one he's a funny man two completely and utterly dedicated to righting wrongs like there's a there's a an honest this is not an endorsement but there's like a a genuineness and so as someone who has talked to like house representatives and congressmen since i've been in high school because they are people and we are their constituents because i was 18 at the time I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And I wasn't having any of his bullshit. Find out who your representatives are, and if they are pulling some shady shade, you call them out. You call them out. Or you give them kudos and tell them, keep up the good fight. You know who I want representing me? Who? It'd be a big move. I'd have to go to Philly. Brian Sims. Ooh. Oh, girl. Oh, girl. Mm-hmm. He is amazingly, like, at the forefront of LGBT rights mm-hmm. in um, in the state house, and I absolutely commend him for it. And he's a sweetheart, and he is not hard on the eyes at all. I'm just saying. I love running. I literally, like, make it a point. Now, every year when I go to Provincetown mm-hmm. during Bear Week to make sure that I run into him and say hello to him at least once. Oops, I'm so sorry I stumbled over you. When RuPaul, I will to round back because we're almost there, folks. I, I promise. <laughs> during that skit when he's like, oh, I've got, you know, Booker on the line, this and the other. And then right before they cut away, Hello? Maxine, like, <laughs> um, oh, reclaiming my time, mm-hmm. reclaiming my time. That should be the caveat to this season. <laughs> reclaiming my time, <laughs> reclaiming my time. I just see, I just see Bendel Crumb sitting in, <laughs> sitting at home, just going, reclaiming my time, <laughs> reclaiming my time. Can we, can we get? I think it's, I think it's the bitch track. I think maybe Adam Joseph did it. We'll search for it. We'll figure it out and we'll put it in the liner notes. But that, like, reclaiming my time, I think it must have been Adam Joseph. That bitch track. Which, <laughs> where that poor stooge of a man stood up there trying to sugarcoat her and blow smoke. And she's like, please and remind the gentleman that when it is my time, it is metered and reclaiming my time. Reclaiming. Ooh, it's it's something you could bop to. <laughs> I love it. So before we get to actually see the final product of this weird teaser trailer of a thing, we have another sneeze and you miss it runway where they are red for filth. 
And was that the challenge? That was the theme. Red for filth. It's because it's a take on Alaska's perfume challenge. At this point, RuPaul, RuPaul is just loving the show. This show is just made for her to be able to claim intellectual property and steal every single bit of like funniness or cleverness that comes out of these seasons because that was Alaska's perfume when, oh, when they yeah. had the challenge. She's red for filth. Are you red? E for me. And this, it was a cute runway. I mean, they didn't show a lot of it. No. And I love that on VH1.com under deleted scenes, <laughs> it's the runway. <laughs> like, it's the damn runway. <laughs> I don't think anybody looked bad. No. No, and- this was actually, from a, from an aesthetic standpoint, this was a flawless runway. But nobody cared because they only showed 38 nanoseconds. <laughs> uh, but BB's whole look with her face mask and her outfit. and For as much as I may not care for BB this season, that look was fantastic. Shangela had the big pointy inflatable dress. That actually looked kind of cute with the points deflated. Because they showed her what during the critiques and it, uh, they were yeah. deflated. And I was like, it almost kind of looked fringy. Yeah. And it was cute. And it had the gimmick of, of inflating in, into these giant points. Uh-huh. Trixie in that latex, like, bikini bathing suit-ish bottom with the, the white top and the books and the apple. I, I thought it was cute as fuck. Yeah. Mor- I- Morgan's Scottish with the, the big looped hairdo like joan crawford um rue said it was uh very meet me in st louis meet me in st louis like it all just it worked it was phenomenal compared to her first look on the first episode with that wig that kept trying to run away from her why are you mad why are you mad because you look terrible that's why i'm mad because your wig is running away from you i can't deal with it uh, what i will say the only thing i have for trixie is that that school teacher vibe looks kind of familiar kind of looks like iq kitty look it's it the glasses it was the glasses yeah. mm-hmm. because she used those same type of round glasses in the previous challenge yeah so i get it however i i love the play on red yes because it's the outfit had red mm-hmm. but she used books and read the other way yes it was smart. And read for filth, you know, mm-hmm. like it all library. It worked. That's why that's the only thing I had. Yeah. No, no, no. And I thought the same thing because I was like, that what? Oh, yeah. Two weeks in a row with those those glasses. Mm-hmm. But she used a red lip. It was the first time in a long time that any other color besides pink was on those lips. Uh-huh. And she looked good. She looked good. And then Kennedy, Kennedy was pageanted out. She looked great. You know, I, I don't, I'm not Kennedy's number one fan. But that bitch worked it, and she looked fantastic on the runway. Agreed. And then that led into my best squirrel friend's drag maid's wedding trip. I don't know. Who fucking knows? If anybody out there can say that without... Who cares? Well, yeah. Who cares? (laughs) Nobody. No. Again, what you saw in the rehearsals was basically what translated to the final product. Shangela, fantastic. Trixie, amazing. The rest of them, and we move on. Uh-huh. So, as you can tell, who were the tops? Trixie and Shangela. Of course, because, I mean, if they weren't, I would have called chicanery and rigor morris. Yeah. And then, we move into the, ooh, girl, let me, let me talk to you. Ooh, girl, why do you think? Which is, it was so dull. The, the deliberations were nowhere any, like... The actual deliberations, the conversations were nothing. The best parts of that entire scene, let's run this let's run these down. When Trixie was talking to BB, talking about how, how gorgeous her face was, and if she had if her face looked like that, she wouldn't keep it covered. Uh-huh. And then she said, You look like Ornacia. And then BB's like, Who? <laughs> and they were like, Bitch, have you not watched this show? She's like, No. It's like like a like a Mimi. <laughs> And the Kennedy's Mimi. And I love the fact that they were all like, all like ha ha. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, it was just like the like the record just scratched. And they're like, who, what, who? Oh, you mean a meme? 
Yeah, that. <laughs> Trixie going, you got BB who doesn't, who's never watched Drag Race, and Kennedy who doesn't know what a meme is. Winning the crown is the only way to get out of this alive. Sure. Like, that was that part, and then Trixie sitting. Uh, that part, and then Trixie going, "All right, who wants to uh, go sit on a couch and potentially cry?" <laughs> and then when she and BB sat down, she go, "Okay, so why did you mess this challenge up?" Yeah, and like, like there was just it was like more funny one liners and less drama, and I actually enjoyed that. The conversations are the conversation. Shangela has her her game plan. She already knows what the fuck is up. She knows she's not going to send Kennedy home, and at this point, they have an idea. Like I'm pretty sure. When you're down to this pe- this number of people, you kind of know who you're going to send home. Agreed. You've been working with them through this challenge. You know who you're going to send home. Mm-hmm. So these conversations just really don't They're mean anything. Point. They're a moot point like this entire fucking episode. <laughs> so we go out to the runway for the lip sync. Where they do a lip sync to RuPaul's Freaky Money. Featuring Big Frida! Big Frida! Who was... I- Oh, I think Big Frida's coming to town. I don't know if I missed it. No, I think you missed it. She was at Will's Pub. Which is a strange venue, but... Yes, because we've had Big Frida at Parliament during Gay Days last year Uh or two years ago. Something like that. They had Big Frida for Hip Hop Tuesday, the Tuesday night of Gay Days week. And then I think it was was just a couple of months ago. It was Big Frida at Will's Pub. And I was like, really? Yeah. Of all places, and I thought to myself, I'm like, I would, I would, I would have gone, but I think I, I ended up having to work one and two. I'm like, she probably just staying with somebody down the street and around the corner, and we're <laughs> like, I just need some, let me, let me make some cash while I'm here, a little <laughs> spending money. Uh, can we talk about something that is near and dear to old school listeners of Flame On? Sure. And, and our anniversary is coming up. You know our anniversary is coming up. Our friend anniversary. Oh. Because it's gay day. Oh, that's right. Yes. Okay. Yes. So the reason why I'm going to Popeye's, this all makes sense. The reason why I'm going to Popeye's is because this is literally the last like bad meal I can have because I plan on tearing it up during gay days. Also, it might be like next year they're not going to be at the host hotel. No, and it might be a completely different weekend. Yeah. What is gay days if it's not the last week in May, the first week in June at the Doubletree where you park across the street at night, only at night. <laughs> you don't want to be towed by uh, the village in. Uh-huh. And you walk over and you drink and you have fun. I I want to state for the record. I have never had sex in that hotel at any given time because I have been there multiple times because that used to be the Megacon host hotel as well. Yes. So. What about outside of the hotel rooms but still on the ground? No. Sorry. I had to think about that. (laughs) I have never. But I guarantee you this. I refuse. Refuse. To leave that establishment this year. Mama, don't listen to this. I refuse to leave this establishment. Also, future employers, don't listen to this. I refuse to leave this establishment without having at least five orgies. That sounds reasonable. At least five. So that means single one-on-ones don't count. Threesomes don't count. Foursomes will count because we'll call them 4G and it's it's waffling. <laughs> Does somebody have dreads and play the violin? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, once again, listeners, I would like to apologize, not because I'm drunk, but because we have literally, how dare you? How dare you? Was that the dog? That was the dog. Okay. Even Havoc is calling you out. Yeah. I thought so. How dare you? That's why you're not my favorite. That's why your sister's better than you. But yeah, Blanche. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't seen Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, I highly recommend it. It is Hollywood craftsmanship at its finest. Pat, take it away. All right. So Freaky Money is the lip sync. 
Shangela and Trixie come out. Trixie makes it clear that she is not known as a lipstick assassin on on this show, but she's going to give it her all. And Shangela, we all know Shangela can rock it. Mm -hmm. So the the song starts. Shangela takes off her muumuu to reveal a fat suit. Trixie's in a cat suit. What? And she looks snatched. I loved it. And with that kind of like neon lime green. Yeah. Yeah, Like it felt very, it felt very Aja. It felt very Aja mixed with. And Betty. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But not in a bad way. No. No. All the best qualities of, Mm -hmm. of the two of them. Uh, she looked fantastic. I think she did a. I think she did a good job with the song. Agreed. Um, for it not really being like a song that you would expect Trixie to perform, mm-hmm. I think she did an admirable job. Shangela was going to take the lip sync regardless. I mean, just in pure lip syncing chops and comedy aspect. That was probably one of the funniest lip syncs. I would say for Drag Race because not not like it's and and thus it reached Mount Olympus, but it's like somewhere in the middle where you're like, oh, you know, we'll we'll just call you a demigod. Well, and we'll address this because it that lip sync sparked a lot of conversation. Yes, I I imagine. And I'll say this: I I like to think I'm fairly level headed. I like to think that for the most part, I don't. Uh, jump to an extreme one way or the other. I will say I didn't love it. I didn't love the use of the fat suit. I I'm a heavy set guy. Like I'm fat. Let's just put it that way. You know, I I'm I'm not a small dude. And you, I used to be big bounded in. <laughs> now you just bone big. I don't, <gasps> well, oh, I don't know. I feel I feel bad about myself now. No, uh, but. You gave it a try, I and tried. that's all that matters. I tried. Isn't that what Richard Simmons said to me every time I played that tape <laughs> all through that summer between <laughs> sophomore year and junior year in high school? You laugh, but Richard Simmons has helped millions of Americans, including myself, get down to pounds. And that summer, in conjunction with Atkins, I lost 50 pounds. Hey, bitch, I... Listen, we've talked about this. I I know, and I I giggle, but bitch, I I applaud it. If Richard Simmons came out of reclusivity with a new tape, bitch, I'd do it in a heartbeat. I don't blame you. I probably would borrow it. Mm, so having I, I have I have always kind of been like my boss Aaron, who's always kind of been like Oprah. We kind of yo yo back and forth. That's an old joke, and I shouldn't have said it. <laughs> But, I appreciate it though, because <laughs> our older listeners will will absolutely understand Oprah and her yo-yo oh, diet. I've watched a lot of Oprah in my life, so I know what it's like to be big. At my most, I weighed two sixteen, but I was also like five four. Yeah. So I I get it, I get it. But as someone who still has that like mentality. I didn't personally take offense to it, but my experience in my life is not your experience in your life. And so I, I don't ding anybody for feeling any sort of way about it. Yeah. I mean, I I didn't sit there when I watched it. I didn't sit there and find like a tremendous amount of outrage within myself. I watched it and was like, OK, like you took the easy way out of doing this song and you did it not. Not so much that you took the easy way out of for the song, but just you took the cheap and easy way for comedy. Mm. Like, had she just done a Nicki Minaj ass and like twerked it out and like really kind of accentuated that, I could have understood it. But when you, I take offense to that as a man with a big ass that you can set things on, bitch. Do you know who you're talking to? Do you know who you're talking to? That one of the few spots where you can tell that I'm Puerto Rican is my ass. But I like. It's a little different in that respect. Like if if yeah. you're doing like a if you're doing a song like a twerkable song, and you come out there and you pad the fuck out of your ass, I get it. But when you come out in a party city, inflatable fat suit, I'm just kind of like, all right. I didn't find it. I didn't find it funny. But I'm not gonna sit there and rip Shangela to shreds and say, bitch, how could you ever do that? You are now problematic, and I can't be a fan. Like I don't. 
that's just not how people do stupid things and if they have ill intent then yes i'm going to be upset and i'm going to be offended by it but if you know that there's no ill intent or they come out and either apologize or or like explain kind of their mentality or their thought process on it okay and if you apologize and say hey i didn't mean to offend people okay good i'm going to take you on that you do it again i'm going to realize that you're full of shit but you know i i just didn't find it funny but you know who did RuPaul. rupaul and 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 the thing is i didn't i didn't take it as like she looked like big mama like i took it as oh you know here's big mama because she in a she's in not a muumuu white people call it a muumuu that's a duster she came out <laughs> on drag race during a lip sync challenge in a duster and killed it and that's what i found funny about it it's like you know you see you know grandmother we laugh at grandmothers who you know curse like sailors or you know drink i knew i heard this one story of a grandmother during a wedding that she had to cook for in detroit so you know they were real real and the morning of the wedding she gave somebody twenty dollars and said Go pick me up my Paul Malls and go get me my ENJ because I will not get through this day without it. And when she, like, when my friend showed me a picture, she looked like what Shangela looked like on the runway. It's, I, I guess, like I said, for experiences, like, it's different. I didn't, I didn't think of her as like this young, like, stripper, like, just doing it for the dollars. I thought of her as like somebody's big mama. Who just got finished cooking collard greens with the ham hocks in it? Because if you don't have ham hocks in your collard greens, what you doing? What you doing? Just making kale? You just making kale? <laughs> but that's the way I took it. But like you said, to each their own. Absolutely. Also, RuPaul found it funny, and that's why she won. And then that bitch sent Morgan home because the curse is real. Oh yeah. I love how Morgan was like, I want to break the curse. It's already been broken, but then it got resealed again. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, it is what it is. And Morgan McMichaels goes home. Uh, it was funny as hell, though, when she went to go hug everybody. And I, I, she was, I guess she was... It was either Shangela or one of the girls was like, oh, I don't know if you want to... And she's like, bitch, I'm not PP. I'll hug everybody. No! <laughs> it's like, oh, I love it. But that leads us to our top four. Top four, which are Trixie Mattel, Shangela, Bibi Zahara Benet, and Kennedy Davenport, in no particular order. <laughs> and uh, in the the coming next portion of the show, which cut off on my DVR, I had to watch it online because trying to find that shit. How I many commercials did you have to watch? 47. It felt like 4 million commercials to just get to this one little part. And uh, it's going to be the largest choreographed performance piece that they have ever done where they have to write lyrics and they're going to do a video. And if it if it can top Reggie Wrote You from All Stars 2, I will be amazed because in my mind, that was probably the best song challenge they have ever done on this show in all nine seasons and now almost three All-Star seasons. Reggie wrote you still to this day is my favorite out of all those musical lyrics challenges. But the big twist is that the eliminated queens are sitting on a couch in the workroom with a throne empty and they're all just salivating and just ready to rip into somebody. And this is the big gag of the season that we've all been waiting for. Uh-huh. Because the episode is, I believe, titled something along the line of uh, a jury of her queers or yep. something like that. And this is where we think they're going to do a Survivor-esque twist to the challenge and have the Eliminated Queens have a say in either naming the top two or picking the winner out of the top four. So it'll be interesting to see how uh, these these girls feel after everything has happened. I can't wait for All-Star Season 4 where it's literally thunder down. <laughs> I'd be Two there for that. Two queens, Anta, 
one queen leaves and then she just keeps screaming at the the camera straight into the camera and also michelle visage ross matthews and carson cressley by the town listen to me where are you gonna run to where are you gonna go annie <laughs> oh i love it but that will be the finale one of these four queens will be inducted into the Drag Race Hall of Fame. And the rest of us will finally get back to the real winner of Drag Race. Seasons, tens, tens, tens across the board. Listeners, if you want to follow us 24-7, you can follow us on social media. We're on Facebook at Flame On, Twitter at Flame On Podcast. We're also on Instagram, probably the same thing as Flame On Show. There you go. Everything is Flame On Show except for Twitter, which is Flame On Podcast. You can just go to flameonshow.com and you can get a lot of our stuff there. You can follow us on all the socials and uh, things you probably didn't even realize that we were on. We're on. Mm-hmm. We're on Podchaser. Ding. <laughs> Apple Podcasts. We're on Stitcher. And if you're like what we're doing here, you can go to patreon.com slash nerdy show to support the nerdy show network. But if you want to earmark certain dollars for us and only us, you can totally put that in a note and it'll come straight to us. And every dime, let's be real, every penny, and let's not be desperate, every nickel is appreciated so with that listeners we'll be back next week for thank god thank the gods remember the glamazon season i'm I'm just for the all like greek gods i'm thanking that season (laughs) thank you the glamazon season oh season five Mm -hmm. we will have our final recap but you know we'll be back for that first opening episode of Drag Race Season 10, 10, 10s across the board. So, with that, later. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.